everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Let's Make Some Shit podcast. Um, you might be thinking something's up right about now, and that's because it is. Ray is unable to join me this week. She's been dealing with the aftermath of Hurricane Ian, doing the cleanup on her property, and trying to get her animals pinned back in. So, um, She's not here, but I'm happy to chat with you guys anyway. I'm going to tell you all some of the stuff that I've been getting into this week. So I did a second round of tapache with some pineapple that Ray left here for me, which is going pretty good. Um, I got some fire cider started, about a gallon of that, and then I started... um, think a gallon and a half of osnia tincture which is a a double extraction so it'll wind up being about three gallons of tincture when it's finished and speaking of osnia that's what i'm going to be talking with you guys about it is by far my favorite lichen um one of the things that i didn't even know about like i had no clue that it existed or that like anything, any medicinal thing like that was anywhere around me. And then through Facebook group, someone was like, oh yeah, I'm making this, uh, making this tincture out of this lichen. And then they showed pictures of it or whatever. Um, so me and the girls were outside running around one day and we just saw it like laying on the ground there. I'm like, oh my goodness, it's Asnia. Then I asked other people if it's usnea, and they're like, it looks like reindeer lichen, which is not usnea and does look similar. But you can tell it's usnea if you pull on the hair. Well, they call it old man's beard lichen. So you pull on like the beard strands, there's a white fiber inside. And that's how you can tell that it's not reindeer lichen, but usnea. Anyway, I did that and it was white inside and I had like a giant clump of it just then in my hand. Um, I was pretty excited. So I started saving it at that point. But every single time we get like a strong wind or a thunderstorm or a rain of any kind, it just like falls to the ground here off several trees. So before I knew it, I had like giant heaps of it. Um, I've already done a gallon of tincture and then a gallon of usnea infused oil with the stuff that we've collected. And I have enough for another probably gallon and quart of infused oil still here. So if if you live somewhere that it's around you, it's very, very nice to know how to use it. Um, so first let me talk about some of the medicinal benefits and then I'll tell you how you can make the double extraction and then do an infused oil if, if you want to. Um, so asnea is a lichen and it grows on trees, typically on the top parts of them. So like if you want to be good about it and harvest sustainably, just wait for it to fall down. Like it's going to get knocked down. The bark will chip off as the tree dies, the lichen will fall off um and then you can just pick it up i know every time we go for a walk in the woods we find a little handful or two the baby she even knows what it is because we find it all the time in fact i have some in my pocket right now from earlier today y'all know sec he's a landscaper he's my other half and he uh brings me back heaps and heaps of it and he brought me back some earlier um 
Yeah. So harvest it sustainably. Just don't go like picking clumps off the top of trees or when you see it on a tree. Just let it like wait till it falls and then you can um, pick it up and use it for whatever. It Like I said, it's called old man's beard. Um, let's see. It can be used for weight loss, which, you know, I've heard that it can be used as an appetite suppressant, but I've never like actually experienced that with it. So take that for what it is. Um, can be used to aid if you've got external like pains. Um, so like it, you put the oil on or something, if you've got like muscle pain or muscle ache or whatever, um, it can be used to treat fever and wound healing. And I'll tell you why all of those things in a few minutes. It's also one that you want it for at first sign of uh, respiratory illness. Um, and it can help like break up the phlegm and mucus in your lungs if you've got something like that going on. Um, let's see. The, the reason for that, you guys, is the main medicinal compound in usnea is usnic, U-S-N-I-C, acid. And this acid is has both a polar and nonpolar end. So it will, it will dissolve essentially. Um, it it will, yeah, it will dissolve in both your, um, alcohol and your fatty acids. And, um, you can also dissolve parts of it in water. Um, and interesting side note here, uh, it's a naturally occurring dibenzofuran, which is something that uh, um, industries is like um, a component of creosote coal or like coal tar um, and di- the bit dibenzofurin by itself is not it's very toxic so it's not the same as the acid but there's similar structure like it, the usnic acid itself is the initial component they use and synthesizing those um, another interesting tidbit about usnic acid it it has both r and s enantiomers so that means that um when it forms it can form one way and then as a mirror image of that um both enantiomers in the lichen are antimicrobial um so they're antifungal antibacterial let's see um there, I think it's a sna- staph and yeah, staph um, and any gram positive bacteria, usnea, or its isolated co- constituents are effective against those. Um, there's a couple more bacteria specifically that it's used to, to. So let me tell you guys a little bit about how you can use usnea. If you happen to find it or be gifted it or whatever. Um, the first thing that I do is typically rinse it or wash it in cold water, remove all the other debris. Because a lot of times you'll get like chunks of bark on the end or leaves in there. Um, so rinse it and in cold water and then let it dry completely. And then um, go in and chop it into small little bits. Fill up a mason jar or whatever. 
you want to use um, with it. And then cover your asnea, your lichen, with um, 90 proof alcohol. And you want to use that high proof because... Sorry, I said that incorrectly. You want to use um, like 180 proof. So the highest alcohol content that you can get around you legally or illegally. You know what I'm saying? Um, you want to use the highest proof of alcohol that you can get around you. Because you for like for preservation purposes, you want your final um, extraction, your tincture at the end to be around uh, 45% ABV. Um, so what, what you're going to do is let it sit in there, shake it up every day for about six weeks, and then you'll strain off your alcohol, save it, of course, and save your usnea too. save all that lichen. And then you're going to put it in a crock pot or a stew pot, um, and put double the amount of alcohol. So whatever you had, let's say you had a quart of alcohol in with your usnea, you'll put two quarts in with your usnea in your crock pot or your stew pot or whatever. Um, and you'll want to keep that on low heat for between 24 and 48 hours until you've gotten half of your volume or your, um, your total volume reduced by half. Um, and once that's happened, you can go ahead and mix your alcohol. Well, you want to strain it too. So, so your whatever you've got in your crock pot or your stew pot after it's been reduced by half, strain out the asnea. And at that point, you can. I've I've heard. So this is a fun thing. I've heard that people burn it and then take the minerals from burning it and add it to their tincture at the end, which is a thing. Um, apparently it's a type of alchemy and it was all new to me when I first started dealing in usnea. But if you're, if you're interested, let me see what it is. I think it's spagyric, spagyric. I don't know. Spagyric method. Yeah, that's what it is. S-P-A-G-Y-R-I-C. Um, and that's where they like take the plant matter after they've done the double extraction and burn it and put the minerals back in. I personally have not done that yet, but I thought it was super cool. So I wanted to share it with you guys anyway. Um, or you can, uh, what I've done is I've just dried it out and now I've got bricks of it upstairs trying to contemplate if I want to do that. Or I could just go add it to my garden at some point um, as like part of the compost or whatever. Anyway, so then you want to take your, let's say we did quarts, your quart of alcohol and your usnea alcohol and your quart of usnea water, your decoction, and mix them together in like a half gallon container. Um, and that that's your final double extraction. Um, so it takes a while because you've got the six weeks waiting time with the alcohol and then you've got at least two more days with your decoction. Um but yeah, make sure you mix that in. Don't leave them sitting because I've done that before where you make a decoction and you leave it sitting and then it gets moldy. Um, and you don't want to do that when you've spent so much time on your usnea tincture. You don't want to let that get moldy um, and miss out on some of the medicinal benefits that you're going to get from that second half. So yeah, and then, you know, I store mine in little amber colored four ounce bottles and then, you know, trade them or give them out to friends or whatever. Um but yeah, your final one, you want to be about uh, 45% ABV. And then 
that'll help ensure that it doesn't get um, any kind of mold or anything growing in there. Um, and that's why you want to use that, the high percentage of alcohol initially. Uh, the next thing is the Asnia infused oil, which there's a few different ways to do this. And I'll, I'll talk to you about um, at least two of them. The first way, which is the way that I've done... It's kind of like a double boiler, I guess. So what I'll do is I take my plant material. Well, this isn't plant material. I take the lichen and cut it up into little bits and then put the bits in a jar, um, cover them with, generally I use olive oil, but I've seen people use like sweet almond oil or coconut oil. Um, I don't think, I mean, there probably is an oil that would work best for each different you know, plant that you're trying to extract from, but I've never had any issues with using olive oil and esnea. So if you want to try that, give it a shot with the olive oil, or if you use something else, let me know how it works out for you. Um, so anyway, put that in there. And then I put mine in a crock pot full of water and turn it on low and I will let it sit in there for 48 hours. And then I'll use a wooden spoon and like stick it in there and smash everything down and stir it up, you know, every couple hours or so, whenever I see it or think about it, um, while it's going. And then once that's done, you go ahead and strain your oil out again. Um, you can use a mesh strainer or man, I've tried using coffee filters and they're always, a pain in the butt, like it gets stuck. So this would be a time for the cheesecloth or using, like we talked about a while ago, like when we did the tincture episode with like your shirt, the shirt, old shirt sleeves from flannels or something like that, a pillowcase. Um, because the, you know, the plant, well, plant, not plant. Why do I keep saying plant? It's lichens. The lichen itself is, it's not very small. It's not going to go through um, as long as you're, not using something too porous, it'll be fine. But the oil that you get from the asnea is super pretty too. So like you've got olive oil is kind of like a yellow color, but it's going to make it like more vibrant of a yellow, I guess. I don't know how else to describe it, like a neon almost. It's really, it's really neat. Um, I should have told you about the tincture too. Ugh, the tincture. So it's going to be yellowish like that too with it just the alcohol. And then when you add the water, the decoction part, um, it's going to turn like mud water brown. <laughs> it is not the most appetizing thing to look at. Um, but let me tell you, is that some good, powerful, potent medicine? So if I have to pick between muddy br brown water, asnea tincture, or like, you know, having to go get some kind of antibiotic that's going to rip apart my stomach. I will take muddy brown water usnea tincture any day of the week. Um, I, I mean, I love this lichen. It's, I'm just happy that I stumbled across it. I didn't even know that it was a thing. Like how many natural antibiotics are there just growing around you and you don't even know about it? Like rosemary yeah, it's out there too, right? In my backyard, I've got rosemary. I can use that as a medicine. I can use this look weird looking beard lichen that grows on trees to make sure that my family stays healthy all winter instead of winding up at the doctor's office every other week for treating cold or respiratory illness. So 
It's also, like I mentioned before, antifungal, which is why I made the salve initially, because we deal with diaper rash issues all the time. Um, one of my friends has a family member who is super susceptible to ringworm, so she's dealing with those issues all the time. Um, and it's it's just, you can use your infused oil directly like that, the oil, or you can turn it into a salve with some beeswax and make an antifungal salve or an antibiotic salve. Um, you can make your own version of Neosporin using it. So I don't know, like very many other things that are uh, available in just like right when you walk out your door that are so versatile, um, like the usnea is. And people, some people say usnea too. I don't know. I, I'm just going by what, when I asked that lady on Google what she said how to say it, she said usnea. So, um, but yeah, I met a guy at uh, the local farmer's market who was talking about it and he kept saying usnea and usnic acid. And I'm like, okay, homie, I, I don't know. If you're trying to correct me, whatever. <laughs> um, but he's cool. He's he's so sweet. And he always uh, has some interesting things to tidbits to share with me. Apparently, he's done the double extraction with it, too. Um, so, yeah. And uh, I guess for them, it's more an issue of finding it, which I've never had a problem with. Um, could be the, just my location. But, dude, even when I go walk in the park behind... Um, in the trails back there, there's plenty all over the place. Uh, we usually bring a jar and fill a jar while we go for a walk. So I don't know. But if you can't find it, if you want to know what it looks like, please feel free to reach out to me. I'd be happy to help you. Oh, one other thing that I wanted to share about Usnea is that it's commonly used in um, like cosmetic products. Like um, if you make lotions or, you know, things like that, because the antibacterial properties of it help act as a preservative in those, which I thought was super interesting because, you know, typically when you think of preservative, you think of like chemically manufactured or whatever, but it's just a naturally derived one that, you know, people can make on their own and add to their own products or whatever to keep them from um, growing bacteria in them. And uh, much safer for the people who use them and much safer for them in general. So I thought that was a fun and interesting bit of information. So yeah, start looking around for Usnea um, and let me know what you guys do with it, whether it be a tincture or um, an infused oil or if you use it as a preservative for your own um other items like your lotions or whatever. Uh, one more thing I wanted to tell you all here. Right now you can go um, go to my homies, you know, Ray, <laughs> her uh, hubby's website, agristacres.com, and look into buying some seeds. Like if you're planting your cold crops, um, getting your far fall gardens going, go check it out. They always have like a huge selection and then if they want, if you want something that they don't have, you can always reach out and they'll find it for you because they're amazing and they take trades and they take crypto and they're currently funding my other half's guerrilla gardening 
Um, well, I mean, they donated a whole bunch of seeds to it. Let me just say that the Gorilla Gardening Initiative. Um, we just went out and uh, threw out. Well, the blackberry we had before the blackberry seeds, but then you know, like quite a few other ones that they gave to us. Um, so like support them. They're doing fantastic work. They're doing great things for the anarchist and agorist communities. And, uh, so if you need seeds, don't just go to Amazon or, you know, wherever your Walmart, look them up, agoristacres.com and buy some stuff from them. Um, so that they can keep, they keep supplying seeds for the agorist community and we don't have to look outside of it for those kinds of things. All right, that's enough of that. Anyway, um, if you guys want to follow the show, you can always find us on Twitter at Let's Make Some SHH. You can follow Ray on Twitter as well at E underscore Agorist. And I'm on Twitter at Mother of Chaos, and that's X A O S. Until next week, you guys, keep making shit. Thank you.